This is Gabriel Masudi, and you're listening to Learn, Unlearn, Optimize. Please pardon the audio quality on this podcast. This was recorded last minute on the anniversary of Summit. Dave and Carmen came down to surprise me. I walked out of Tom's class, and they had driven down from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Dave is from the float tank shop. He's the expert that built the float tank with my father and I. He's a dear friend, and Tom is uh, a teacher at Summit, a dear friend, and one of my teachers also. I decided to spontaneously set up the podcast, so during the podcast, I'm moving mics around. I had Tom's mic backwards. Dave, Carmen, and I are, are, are sharing sharing one mic, so please forgive any noise or any lack of quality. Um, even right now, I'm recording this on my phone and uploading it to my DAW because um, I'm, I'm building a new studio, and I'm still in limbo with, with, um, with a production room, but I want to still keep getting the content out there, so hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. So I was basically saying one basic correlation I can see between the two is that um, yoga or your muscles and what you think are correlated and they communicate with each other. And both of the things that are essentially seem to be a main point for floating or for yoga is that it directly deals with how your muscles and your brain interact. So feelings and muscles and Basically, that body-mind connection, it seems to be, I don't know because I'm not a yoga expert, but it just seems to me that that would be like a basic correlation main point. Yeah. Um, so Get it close, Tom. Move over more. So you're totally on it on a metaphysical level. To take it just purely on a nutritional level, magnesium is the spark plug to the cell. So when you do a float and you're absorbing all that magnesium into your cells, that magnesium is creating more of a spark for the cell. And that spark actually enables the muscles to relax. The muscles need magnesium to actually relax. But when, so the relaxation in a yoga class for me comes when you die at the end when you actually do the hatha yoga and you're doing the physical practice that churning and that engaging of the muscles and so toning and lengthening toning and shortening and then sustaining the holds of the muscles and an isometric contraction that heat you generate is what actually begins to melt the connective tissue and heat it up and heat up the muscles. And then when you die at the end, then you release everything. But in order to get that release, you need tons of magnesium. So it's, it's physical, subtle and sublime. The magnesium is operating at, if you want to go there. I don't know if I went a little too crazy on no, that. No, no, I want to kind of pick, or so what I was thinking immediately, like when you're talking about that is how, so are you saying that the magnesium is required for the yoga release at the end? Yes. That's so really if, interesting. So when you actually do any kind of physical exercise, you're creating oxidative stress on the body and you're actually, that oxidative stress without the proper nutrition will actually age your body and your cells. So the more you, the more you kind of, the more physical you are, the more you practice, the more whatever, the more nutrition you need. 
And magnesium is probably the most important mineral. Like if there was one mineral you could take. And the thing with the float tank also is, is that you cannot absorb enough magnesium orally because we evolved with magnesium and we evolved close to the ocean. So if you take too much magnesium orally, it creates a laxative effect. So the other benefit of the float tank, I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place, is that you actually absorb more magnesium through your skin in an hour float than you could ever take orally. And it avoids the liver having to process any of it. So it's actually the most beneficial way to absorb magnesium into your body is actually transdermally. Uh, Like if you look at you know, they're doing a lot of patches to do transdermal like drug administration and stuff like that. So the skin is the largest organ of the body and it's, and it absorbs, like if you soak in that magnesium, you're absorbing so much of that magnesium and it will not create a laxative effect. It goes right into the muscle tissue and it's, yeah, it's really, really powerful. And we live in a magnesium deficient world right now. And it's probably the number one most important mineral anyone could take. Or you can't take too much orally, so the best way to get it is actually in a float. I would totally agree. Um, uh, but that's there's just, so many things I want to say. Yeah, I got to figure out where to start. Yeah. Uh, so the the first thing that I, that I, that I want to bring up is. Just like that? Like, all right. So the first thing that I'm thinking is I obviously agree because you don't have to tax you don't have to tax any of your organs in order to get enough magnesium. And you don't uh it's hard to get in foods, right? Because everything's been farmed and Yeah, our it's foods not our are food. our food is totally mineral deficient at this point. Right. So it seems like And that's all minerals. It's except seem- for phosphorus and nitrogen. I think those are the main two minerals they put back into the soil. So the idea would be, how can you get one, um, that's pretty trippy hearing yourself talk, but I can, at least I can hear where my sound is at. Um, so it seems like everybody needs a way to get, uh, or let's just say magnesium, not the other minerals into your body. And it seems like a really beneficial one because that's what you need in order for your muscles and functions, um, like your heart. Oh yeah. Well, magnesium is the mineral of the heart. Right. Okay. So in the float tank, what they're finding out through, I don't remember the the, the name of the, the research group, which is could be anything, could be totally made up, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the FTA, the Float Tank Association, I think is working with them. And they're finding out that not much is actually going in through the skin. It's actually going through uh, the butt. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. And... Um, but it still is like getting people are still getting magnesium through it. They're testing to see if it's coming out in their urine. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. But I don't, it seems like considering that there's that much salt and you're laying it and it's pretty much liquid that some of it's going to go through your skin. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. Well, I don't know if you heated up the water so that your pores opened up so that you could actually absorb it. Like, I don't know if the temperature of the water would have an effect on whether you absorb it because um, 
so like say you take a hot shower, you're absorbing more chlorine through your skin in like a 15 minute shower than you would drink in two gallons of so in two gallons of like regular water, like tap water. I don't know if the heat and the steam that opens up the pores makes the skin more of an absorbing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More of an absorption type yeah. organ. Um so yeah, that might be totally valid that if the water is not cool enough, then, but you're still going to, like you said, it doesn't matter how you get it. I'm good with getting it through the butt if I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Magnesium, that is, anyway. <laughs> when, when you were a child, isn't it true that, uh, like, they, what do they call them when they give you the medicine in your ass? Suppository. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So oh. they do that because you get... Yeah. yeah, you absorb it's it faster. skin, plus it goes like directly into your blood. Right, right. And it absorbs the, it avoids the digestive tract as well. So your liver right. doesn't have to process it like through the digestive tract. It'll have to process it through the blood. And the stomach acid beat down a lot of stuff. Exactly. Yep. Well, here's what I find interesting because I'm just going to kind of go back to what we were just talking about. And so the magnesium goes through the butt. That's the, the main portal or whatever. Now, what's really interesting to me is going back to what you said about how you, if you take it orally, you're going to have problems in that area. Right. So if that is true, then why aren't people having problems in that area? Well, it'll actually probably make them more regular. Just like, because most people are bound up in the world today in that area. Like, as a society, we're kind of holding on to stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a scientist, so I can't really, I don't understand. Like, these biological structures are complex, unpredictable, nonlinear. <laughs> so, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's odd though. I mean, it has to be that you it so you have to take it internally and that would be the only way that, you know, you'd have those um effects. Well, I think you're avoiding the small intestines, you know what I mean? So if you go right into the the colon, then you're avoiding you're still you're avoiding the whole upper digestive tract and that's probably where you know, if you take like a thousand milligrams of magnesium, you're going to have the runs in the next day. Right. Um, even if you're not used to magnesium, like I just started taking deep calm. And if I took the full serving, even though I feel like I get decent amount of minerals, it's, it's a little, it's a little much. So you have to build up your magnesium tolerance, but yeah, I think it's just the avoiding of the upper digestive tract. And if you're going straight into the colon in the float, then that must be why you're probably, it's not going to create that laxative effect, you know? Yeah, yeah. That makes so many I don't see how it's not getting absorbed through the skin, though, somehow, some way. Yeah. Transdermally, like, you can't overdose through the skin. Exactly. But, like, when it goes in through rectal suppositories and stuff like that, you have nothing else blocking it also. Right. They typically call magnesium, like, the relaxative or right. laxative pill. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. No, and we're and the re, we're so magnesium deficient as a society. That's part of the problem with the not being able to release your muscle tissue as well. Like after a yoga class, and you engage your muscles like that, and the engaging of the muscles is actually what creates the release of the muscle. So if you can't engage a muscle, you can't release a muscle. And to engage a muscle properly, you need optimal magnesium levels because the magnesium is the spark plug to the cell. It is the mineral of the heart. So without proper magnesium levels, your heart rhythm is not going to be optimal. That's another problem with any type of magnesium deficiency. Um, But yeah.
But I know just for me, from my own experience, doing 45-minute magnesium soaks in my bathtub, I don't know because it's the water so hot and then the pores open up more and you soak up more through your skin. I'm sure it's going in through the anus as well. Absolutely. Like your whole, yeah. However it's getting in there is good with me. <laughs> um, but one thing that I that I picked up off of what you were just saying is, um, and I want to go... Make sure I can just hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. I want to go. I want to go into that. Um, but one thing I picked up is like you were saying that you, in order to release the muscle, you need to engage the muscle, right? Yes. So my test, 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 test. Right there. All right. So that's really interesting to me because when I get into the tank, I have to think my way into relaxation as far as a physical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas yoga, it seems like you have to activate it to better understand it, feel it like, right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're using, so the yoga, the asana poses are actually creating, you're creating stress on the body and that stress is heating up the muscle tissue and, and, and by engaging all the muscles, like if you did a flow and instead of just trying to release all your muscles with your mind, if you like this, you could try this, just like kind of tone all the muscles in your body isometrically for like five seconds and then just let that go. What's that doing? Well, you're creating, you're engaging the muscle to release the muscle. So like basically, even if you're just floating in water and like you can't relax, like you can't just like let your muscles release or let your mind go or any of that. And you feel like you're holding on actually tone your muscles a little bit. And, and that, that tone of the muscles will create some uh, proprioceptive awareness and it'll create a little heat. And then once you feel that tone, then you relax and then the muscles will actually relax more efficiently. If you can try it like that's as an experiment. So there's this chart, it's the Roby chart. And like way back in the beginning of this little conversation, you st- we were talking about how people have a hard time bringing things into their uh into their life, like in the Roby chart, it talks about that as the small intestines mm-hmm. and even into the stomach. So if you get blockage up there, then you can't be regular BMs or whatever. And if you can actually like learn to absorb, open your mind, relax, like think about new things, you let go of that clenching, like gut wrenching mm-hmm. pain, uh, the butterflies let go. And then you can actually like, Release. Now I remember. Now I want to bring. Now let's go back, if I can. No, let's take it back. What she just said is huge because, like, what you're saying and what she's saying, and the tank and yoga seem to correlate as an end. The uh, try to get the same end result. Yeah. She's, Homeostasis. I guess balance. we kind of already said that, but um, what do you think about the, that? What she just said—the connection between going in the tank and instead of using, oh, yeah. um, uh, what do you call it? You have to engage it instead of engaging. Um, what do you think about not engaging, trying to actually come to grips with whatever memory that is or yeah. thing stress that's tense and right. to actually have the thought to be able to change it in your mind without any physical. Yeah. Well, that that's so there's multiple ways of doing it. And the float tank is another one where you can just actually let go and you don't have to engage anything. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you don't. 
there's more than one way to achieve any goal, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the magnesium alone should enable you to just let go and let go of the stuff in your stomach and your gut and just or assist it. Open your mind up. Like, yeah. It's all about opening up our minds, our hearts, and our bodies. But we also want to contract them too. So it's like a pulsation. So it's not just an opening, there's also a contraction. But you want to get that contraction and expansion in a place where they're optimal. That's really kind of what it's all about. And, the, and, and I mean, just on a pure nutritional level, that the magnesium is going to enable you to tap into that kind of natural rhythm of the universe. That's really kind of, that's really where we're going. Like for me, that's where it's going. It's like, you want to try to tap into this pulsation, this, this natural dance of the universe and this rhythm. And what do you, what do you think of people that are people? What do you think of the idea that, um, you're just a biocomputer. You're just a bionic. You're bio. You're just a computer that's a set. Yeah, honestly, you're so free. You can think that. Do I 100? So you disagree? <laughs> do I 100 agree with it? I think that, um, basically, I'm kind of in the camp that there is no free will. That. So you got 14, you go back 14 generations in your family and that's all the shit you're dealing with in this embodiment right now. You got to go back 14 mothers, 14 grandmas, way back 14 generations. So all that epigenetics is imprinted on you now. Now, the acknowledgement of that is how, and the engagement of that is how you start to transform. So you say, okay, I have 14 generations of crazy shit imprinted on my DNA. Now, how am I going to shift that? <laughs> that's a deep, deep conversation. That's why I do. That's why I practice. Cause I, yeah, we all, so, we all have. So let me show you my, my experience right now is that Dave is saying with the float tank that you can get there by doing that also. And, yeah, and all of it is a way of getting into your subconscious and deprogramming all this like but you're saying it's intergenerational exchange of trauma that's been imprinted physically on the for 14 generations emotionally and spiritually on the body for 14 generations for 14 generations okay so like i come from a family that's full of drug addicts and people with ocd and mental disorders and and you know if i believe the geneticists i'm gonna be crazy you know like that's like what's gonna happen to me and like from a really young age, I kind of saw like the energetic, the, uh, that there was a lot of anxiety and stress in my family. And, and I was a really sickly kid. I came out with really bad asthma and, you know, I, had a, I just like I had a rough first half of my life. 
uh, when I was a really young child. And I kind of figured it out that it was happening. And I, for a while, I was afraid I was going to be crazy. Like, am I going to be schizophrenic or am I going to be crazy or am I going to be a drug addict? And it was like, you, I started to create and then I started to get OCD and it was a problem. And then I like, luckily my mother caught it before it got too bad. And the, the acknowledgement of it and the engagement of it is how I was able to kind of release it. And then I started looking into all this information about epigenetics and intergenerational exchange of trauma and, you know, Southern Italians came here and like most people, they had it really rough and like all that stuff gets imprinted on you and you don't even know it. It's in your subconscious. It's deep down in there. Most people don't want to dig down deep in there and see what's down there because it's scary. There's a lot of stuff down there and there's demons and it's like terrifying. And trust me, I know it's like, it's a lot of shit. I've drawn, I've brought a lot of shit up and I'm still, still bringing a lot of shit up and it's, it's a big process. And, and um you got the courage to th- do it that's you got the courage yeah, to do it but it's you know it's it's all of it that's a big part it's of even it fear you, you can be fearful it's okay fear is okay it's, so you know, what what gets even the negative emotions can be is yoga use them for, is yoga what got you there beneficial uh well is yeah it, like, yeah well it well it's part of my healing process and the healing process is going to be your, your whole life, you're going to be in a healing process right. for, from just the crazy world we live in. And to acknowledge the fact that, you know, the you other know, thing about this, we con- have stuff imprinted on our subconscious. We don't even know is there is the way you bring it up to the surface so you can let it go. You yeah. Know? And that's why I don't have asthma anymore. And that's not why I'm not all sickly anymore. Like my cortisol levels were probably through the roof when I was a baby. Like, you know, well, what did you find? What did you find out? Or how does that all correlate? Like meaning that, so you, you're talking about your, basically your ancestors and how their physical DNA and Mm -hmm. um, subconscious communications are implanted in you as it goes through the generations and you have to deal with that. Yeah. And my question is, is, how do you separate the difference between something that is you and something that you inherited through your right. ancestors? You can't. That's the problem. It's like really hard to do. So, but, but basically by digging all that stuff up and letting it go, you kind of change your behavior. You kind of change your DNA. You, you change what genes express. So themselves. does it have to be biological? Can it be a neurological? It's three. So it's biological, neurological. It's hard. E equals MC squared. Subtle body. It's all your bodies. Like the body is vast. You're you're physical, you're subtle, and you're sublime. Your body, your heart, and your soul. And all three of them have pretty much been imprinted in some way. The soul is deep into the subconscious. Like soul is really subconscious in a way. And really through the yoga, you change your subconscious. You change... So where that stuff comes from. So uh, what is it? Rationale for a soul concept in the human genome that the, the, that's the whole idea of, of making the correlation to the soul. So in this case, the soul is the subtle body. That's that's, no, the soul is the sublime body. So what are the bodies? The subtle body is the breath body, the mind heart body. And then the body is the gross body. It's the material manifestation. So there's four. Well, there's three, but then it, it, it kind of fractalizes, but yeah, Boom. it's a triad. It's all about threeness. This stuff, 
is all about the reads. You got a roll? I kind of got a roll. That's cool, man. I, I'm I, really sorry. No, don't apologize because you were going to roll a half an hour ago, 45 <laughs> minutes yeah. ago, whatever. So I'm sorry if I got crazy. No, man. Don't. It was great to meet you, dude. What a cool way to meet somebody. <laughs> it was it was absolutely great to meet you. I hope I can talk to you more in the future because, like, Ari, I still have questions going on in my mind. Yeah, and- no. And thank you for the information that maybe you're not absorbing all the magnesium through your skin because I fully acknowledge that I don't know everything and half the stuff I probably just said right now is totally wrong. But I just... I don't think and it's that's wrong. Okay. I think you I think pretty <laughs> it's much all everybody about is- pushing the conversation forward and you have to be willing to be wrong sometimes to do that. I think you're partially right. <laughs> honestly. So, it's all good. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Peace everybody. Thank you, Carmen. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks,